going on you guys welcome back to the music matters media podcast and today we are going to be watching the halftime show commentating on it super bowl 56 wow i mean this show was definitely one for the books but you're gonna get our real-time reaction because we're going to play it back watch it give our commentary and then we'll expand on that after uh, we give it another run through of course we watched it in actual real time on sunday during the game by the way congratulations to the rams what a fairy tale ending for that team home team their stadium and for the west coast really i mean west coast show west coast game and a west coast win Seriously, very well-deserved. I mean, I honestly couldn't think of a much better result for them. And I will say, shout out to the Bengals as well, because they really worked extremely hard to make it to the Super Bowl. They were the underdog through and through, and really kept us on the edge of our seats. It was an amazing game back and forth constantly between these two teams, and they really gave it their best effort as well. So just want to give a shout-out to them. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They definitely made me sweat a little bit (laughs) watching them. But uh, listen, I mean, that just made for a much more exciting game, honestly. Yeah, Eric and I, we were rooting for the Rams. Our other company that we had over here were rooting for the Bengals just to make it interesting. Uh, None of us really had stake in the game, but it's just more fun that way. It's just more fun to yell at the TV going back and forth. I will say, though, my only stake in the game was former Giants player, Odell Beckham Jr., otherwise known as OBJ. Want to give a shout-out to him as well. He got injured during the game, but he did score a touchdown, and he finally got his first Super Bowl ring. So I don't know what the future holds for him here on out because he tore his ACL pretty badly, but I do want to commend him on his effort, his touchdown, and overall win. He was huge for the Giants while he was playing with the Giants, and I was very happy to see him finally get that ring. So shout out to him as well. And for those listening, if you couldn't tell, yes, I'm a diehard New Yorker. Therefore, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I don't know if I've ever put that on record, but uh, today's a good start to put that on record. If we're going to be talking about football, Eric, I got to rep my team. Oh, yeah. Don't I know it? (laughs) Come on. Even your dog has has the New York Giants jersey. Yep. You bet he does. Shout out to Scruff. Shout out to you, little buddy. (laughs) 
So without further ado, we are going to get into the Pepsi halftime show for Super Bowl 56 featuring Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and a surprise guest being 50 Cent. Also want to give a shout out to Anderson Pack. I feel like he was overlooked because technically his name wasn't on the bill, but he did play drums during the set. Have to. I mean, come on. The guy's a force to be reckoned with. How do you not recognize him amongst all the talent up there okay eric so you ready to watch this again yeah definitely ready all right let's do it okay here we go you got dr dre opening it behind the mixing board Showing his love and passion for producing. Love the setup so far, man. Of course. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and here we have Snoop Dogg coming on the scene. You had to start out with this song. The first song they're starting out with is the next episode. Snoop's outfit has a double meaning, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Can always count on Snoop to have a good time. Loving this setup. You want to describe it, Eric, for those who it's, haven't seen it? It's a white mansion, pretty much. A lot of white lights. And it's, it's just so cool. It's, it's like you're looking into it, you know? Very and cool. It's got a lot of awesome cars outside, too. And let me just say, shout out to the band. They play so well. How far these two have come, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I know. It's crazy. And now Snoop Dogg has Death Row Records. Yes. Congratulations to him. Seriously. And now we're transitioning, we're segueing into California Love. Another classic, man. Seriously, shout out to the band and shout out to the backup dancers. I know. They they really have a huge hand in, in just selling this, you know? Bringing this performance to life. Now you got this transition. This was a big surprise in real time. 50 Cent playing in the club. And he's hanging upside down just like the music video from all those years ago. I always love it when artists do that, when they recreate a moment. That was a big moment. I also want to shout out that this was Dr. Dre produced as well. Shout out to him. He is one of the finest producers in hip-hop, in my opinion. He's a legend. Legendary producer. That's why they started out the show with him behind the board, just so people can recognize that's where it all began. 
And shout out to him as an MC too. He really has a fantastic presence as an MC, as a rapper. What's really cool about this halftime show is that everybody involved was founded by Dre. Yeah, definitely. And then put on by Dre and his producing. This is one of, if not the biggest song that 50 Cent has ever come out with. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And here we go. Now we have a segue to Mary J. Blige. This song brings back so many memories from my childhood. Family Affair. She looks amazing. This is another classic. I'm loving her boots, loving her outfit. Everybody looks like they're bedazzled (laughs) on that stage. Still sounds fantastic. She sounds exactly like she did when this song came out, which is incredible. This is one of her classics. Now we're shifting to No More Drama. Another classic, another another reminder of my childhood. And she said the choice for picking to perform this was very much deliberate in the times that we're living in, that this song was a good representation of everybody just being tired and the challenging times that we're going through all together. And this was supposed to be a reminder of that, that we all feel the same way at the end of the day. Like everybody's just trying to navigate these times and uh, it's not easy. And to give people a little bit more compassion, a little more empathy goes a long way. You never know what other people are dealing with. And at the end of the day, we're all going through it together. That's what I love about the Super Bowl is as much of a party as it is and as much of a good time as it is, it's very much rooted in the times we're living in. Oh yeah, they use it as a platform for sure. And this goes for everybody up there, Mary J. Blige, you know, Dre, all of them. I love how she just passed out. (laughs) That was incredible. And now we have Kendrick Lamar. The all-powerful Kendrick. Mad City. Love the choreography. And I love that they're wearing Dre Day, the sash over the shoulder. I love this song. Now we have Kendrick performing all right. A classic, not just of his career, but in the hip-hop genre overall. He's really giving it his all. He is. He always does, but he's really going out for this one. Kendrick, we're waiting for that album, man. Seriously. Been waiting for it for a couple of years now. 
everybody thought that because he was going to be included in this performance that he would have an album waiting just around the corner. This would be good promo, but we're still waiting. I love this. Me too. This transition into Forgot About Dre. And here comes Eminem. And he's quite literally breaking down the house. Classic Eminem. Yep, yep. Lose yourself. Takes me right back to 8 Mile. <laughs> yeah, that song was everywhere. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. How can you not? That song without me. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. My intro to him. And here we have Anderson Pack on the drums. Looks super psyched to be there. How could you not be? Everybody's killing it right now. I also love that the guitar and bass players are using chrome instruments to yes. kind of go with the color scheme. Yes. Everything just sounds so amazing with a live band. Try not to bob your head to this. I dare you. You got Dre on the piano as well. Anderson is killing it. He's bringing it on home. Then you got Eminem with the kneel. This is when he starts kneeling. You have Dre on the piano playing a cover. Ain't mad at ya. This is a tribute to Tupac, West Coast Pride. Of course, you had to. You had to do that. can't have a West Coast themed show and a West Coast performance and be on the West Coast playing this Super Bowl without Tupac being in the conversation. Rest in peace to him. Shout out to him forever, man. Now you got Dre and Snoop Dogg for still DRE. I love that they started it and, you know, they're the ones who are bringing it back home. Yeah, it only feels right. Also, shout out to the way the floor is done. Ooh, like, good with eye. The, with, the, with an aerial view of Compton. Yes, good eye. You know, and, and they even have uh, like these, you know, they're not Christmas lights, but you know, just imagine like a bunch LEDs. of lights on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a nighttime aerial view of Compton. That's so awesome. It's gorgeous. Now you got everybody coming together. What a show. Oh my god. What a show. So amazing. It was everything I was hoping it would be. Live TV too. I mean, yeah, they right? really Yeah, there's that's a lot of pressure for anybody. And they absolutely killed it. I mean, these guys are masters of their craft. How could they not? Listen, Eric, though, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of uh, things that could go wrong live TV. Oh, yeah, totally. So. Totally. 
as we've learned from Janet Jackson and Justin <laughs> Timberlake. <laughs> but wow. Wow. Okay, Eric. So there you have it. That was Super Bowl 56, the Pepsi halftime show featuring Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and 50 Cent. So much talent on one stage. I mean, it felt like an overload of emotions at times, but it was just so fantastic, so worth it. It was everything I wanted it to be. There were some moments that definitely did kind of fake me out a little bit, like when they started doing Mad City. You know, that I really thought they were going to go into that song, but then I thought to myself, nah, that's too much of a stretch for a Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, I love that they started out with that intro to kind of get the crowd, you know, riled up, and then they segued it nicely into All Right. Right, yeah. And you do also have to think about the time crunch here. You have several performers, and they all need to be able to fit their classics in there and consider that you're doing this in under 15 minutes. It's a lot that goes into that. And the amount of time that it took just for the preparation between the setup, the layout, the choreography, who's doing what song at what time, and the logistics of things like 50 Cent hanging from upside down to recreate that moment and things of that nature. You know, the moving set. There's so many moving parts when it comes to... uh, halftime performance on such a grand scale and because it's live as i was referring to earlier there's so many things that could possibly go wrong and even the most professional pro that has been in the industry for years upon years stuff happens so shout out to them because this performance in my opinion is going to go down in the history books yeah absolutely you're right with with all of the with everything that was happening, the elaborate the elaborate stage, the dancing, you know, <laughs> Eminem blowing up the house, you know, then the transitions between each musician. You're right. I mean, this was an absolute huge effort from the production team to them as well. Like you said, a 50 Cent was hanging upside down. Obviously, everybody had to look out for his safety, too. Uh, and of course, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop and Mary J being on top of at the very top of the house, you know, they also had to, you know, watch they were stepping, make sure that uh, they weren't too close to the to the ledge of the house. So it was a lot of just careful planning, all for 15 minutes. And they made it seem so effortless, so seamless. And not just that, but they made it seem like a party, like a good time, you know? So much so that by the end of it, everybody was just like, oh, man, we wish that it was longer. No, Even yeah, though that's totally sure. not up to them, you know, they only get that time slot for the performance but they just made it such a good time and so seamless as you said that it didn't even feel it felt even shorter than what it was yeah definitely there, there was one thing that would have been cool in my opinion i know that you know that it would have been a little bit out of place given you know uh the songs they were performing and everything but uh seeing mary j blige and kendrick up there it would have been so cool if they played their collaboration off of good kid mad city the song yeah now or never that would have been so cool because it's about you know people from compton you know reaching success and being famous and believing that your dreams can come true so that actually would have been really cool but listen for what this was this honestly i feel met a lot of people's expectations because when i know i definitely had my expectations set high when i first found out that all of these megastars were performing together 
And the fact that this turned out to be such a success definitely uh, more than met my personal expectations. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, that's definitely the case. Just to really break that down, the only thing in terms of the collaboration aspect is you have to think that they've all done several songs with each other yeah, and collaborate with each other. So if you were to just go by that notion, then they would need a lot more than 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. You have sure. Em and Dre, you have Dre and Snoop, you have Mary and Kendrick, so on and so forth. So it's really hard to narrow that down of, okay, you have a bunch of these legends that are up there on this stage, hip hop and R&B legends, and now you have to really just take their catalogs individually and break down okay what is going to make it on this stage we only have x amount of time and they have so many hits among all of them both individually and then together as a group that it must have been extremely hard to make that decision of what ended up being played versus what they could have possibly played yeah that's definitely something that you know you really have to take into account, especially if you're rehearsing, if you're nitpicking, you know, like if it's if it's a song with like three verses, you have to pick which one would sound best. And then, of course, you have to time everything when you're doing the transition from song to song. So, yeah, the pressure's on in that aspect because, you know, literally you have to be like, OK, we got to do this in one take and we have to do it a bunch of times to make sure that we don't mess it up yeah, the on, rehearsals, yeah. on game night. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very flawlessly done. Not just the transition, but the stuff that they ultimately decided to to perform. The fact that they were able to squeeze so much in that time slot says a lot. Um, once again, among such a group of heavy hitting legends in their own right. And then now everybody coming together. It's almost like the hip hop Avengers and R&B, of course, because Mary J. Blige is both hip-hop and R&B. But that's what it felt like. It felt like the Avengers of hip-hop coming together and forming this super performance for the night. Yeah, seriously. And once again, shout out to Anderson Puck for just being so awesome as usual. Yeah, I'm kind of upset that he didn't really get... He got overshadowed by everybody else. He didn't get as much acknowledgement as uh, the other performers. And I get it granted he wasn't there to sing or to contribute in that sense. But he nailed it on the drums. He really added another, an extra element to some of these songs uh, during Eminem set and then towards closing out. So yeah, just want to give a shout out to him because he definitely deserves some acknowledgement and praise for his contribution to the show. Yeah, it just would have been cool if he would have played drums from the start, you know, just kind of did everything uh, himself on the drums. But uh, listen, I'm, I'm happy that I got to see at least a little bit of him instead of not at all. So the fact that he showed up during Lose Yourself, that was a really nice surprise uh, for a lot of us. How long do you think it took for them to narrow down the set list of what they were going to play? Oh my god, this had to have been... I think it was as difficult for them as it is for us to narrow down our year-end of lists. Because there's just so much that, you know, they so have... So much godly material. Yeah, there's so much they have, so many songs that they each personally love. You know, they were like, oh, I love this song, oh, but maybe this one would be better. You know, but ultimately it comes down to, like, 
you know, the hits, the stuff that the public at large resonates with. So maybe that made things a little easier. But even among the hits, there's always something that, you know, uh, that they're always going to debate. Well, maybe this hits better, you know. Right. And you can't please everybody. I mean, exactly. they have so many songs, as I said, both individually and together that were smash hits and that were legendary in not only the hip hop community, but mainstream that it must have been extremely hard to narrow those down of what they're going to end up playing at the show. And just to go over the Super Bowl halftime show set list, we have the next episode with Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg. That's how they open the show. Then you have the Tupac tribute, California Love, also featuring Dre. You have the surprise guest, which was 50 Cent with In the Club. Then you have Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. No More Drama by Mary J. Blige. Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Forgot About Dre, Eminem. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Ain't Mad At Ya, which is also a Tupac cover and tribute to Tupac with Dr. Dre on the piano. And then you have to close out the show, Still DRE, obviously by Dre featuring Snoop Dogg. All classics, you know... No one is going to dispute that. And honestly, they put on such an amazing show with every single one of those songs. They really knew how to not just like pick the songs, but also pick the placement of them. It all just flowed very well. Right. It did flow very well. The transitions were something that I'm sure that they had to work on in rehearsal numerous amounts of times. I can't even imagine how many times they went over that just to see, okay, which song slot is going to fit well with the song prior to it. And speaking of, you know, just rehearsals, shout out to the dancers, man. So good. The choreography, the backing bands, these are all people that really helped bring the show to life. Yeah, oh my God. that Not a single, you know, person slouched in this entire production. Everybody was on top of their game. Everybody went all out. Everybody came together to put on the best performance they could, and they more than succeeded. You have, throughout the set list, everybody got to play at least two songs each, and then Dre, obviously, because he was the main event of the Super Bowl, got to play uh, double that. I think he ended up playing four songs, uh, of course, in collaboration with Snoop, but um, just in comparison to everybody else. Do you have any other extra commentary about... The halftime show. Uh, I mean, yes, there's a lot of songs I wish they would have played, but at the same time, I do understand that there's a time constraint. There's so many little hiccups that, like you said, could go wrong. Clearly, you and I are no strangers to less than glamorous Super Bowls. So, you know, the fact that this went on, the, the fact that this, you know, went by without a hitch is a miracle because, you know, in TV land, that's. That's a huge Live order. TV is a dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you're at the mercy of any possibility of anything going wrong, really, from the sound to the production in terms of, you know, the setup and how they have the layout of, okay, we're going to have this in the background or it's supposed to go this way. For example, um, as you pointed out, from an aerial view, you had Compton that was all lit up. Imagine if the lights didn't work. That's something that you can't control when you're just going live. You have to roll with the punches. 
Thankfully, that didn't happen. But just to use that as an example, we've seen halftime show performances before where there was a lot of things that ended up just being unhinged. I just want to say that I hope that, you know, future Super Bowl halftime shows moving forward are like of this quality. Obviously, they work hard to make sure that they are. But um, in terms of, you know, putting on something that really grabs the public's attention and, you know, something that is just really worth its salt and, you know, not relying too much on gimmicks or anything like that, I think this was just the definition of how a proper halftime show is done. This was a legendary performance. You have all of the heavy hitters in hip-hop and Mary J with hip-hop and R&B. They have been the ones to create such a path for newcomers in the industry. And so many people have been inspired by them. And it's just crazy to see everybody that was watching the halftime show have their childhood or just the music that they grew up with in high school, so on and so forth, from the 90s to the early 2000s. These were our go-tos in terms of music. These were a lot of the songs that we grew up listening to in terms of hip-hop. And these were some of the hits that played on the radio and were mainstream at the time. And without these figures in the music industry, it wouldn't be where it is today because so many people were inspired you know you had a little boy or girl watching them listening to them growing up who now is taking a page out of their book and those are some of their influences for the music that they make today so very powerful stuff yeah and you know when you take into account the fact that you know how far you know hip-hop has come you know, where it started, all of the obstacles that it faced along the way, the obstacles it still faces today with some people in the in the music world. You know, it, it hasn't been easy for hip-hop to break into the mainstream. And the fact that now it's the most popular genre of music in the world. They literally fought to get to this point. And uh, it shows because look where they're all out in their careers they're all legends in their own right. And look how many years it took for them to have a platform like this to perform at the halftime show. After everything that they've been through, no matter them pumping out hits or not, or being major figures in hip hop or not, for them to play the NFL halftime show and to get to a place where all of America is watching a hip hop based performance, it's a huge feat. Yeah, this definitely is a huge victory, you know, not not just because of how well the show went, but it's just a victory for hip hop as a whole. And I hope that, you know, these accomplishments keep on happening in throughout the world of hip hop. I could not agree more. And what's even more exciting about this is checking out the response. And overall, I mean, as a majority, the feedback from this half time show seems to be extremely positive and that's amazing because you know um <laughs> you and i both know that uh hip-hop is not very well received by some people they still find a problem with it there's still a lot of biases around it there's still a lot of misconceptions around it what i was referring to before is you have the nfl halftime show which is considered a family-friendly 
performance and you have people from across the country that are tuning in with their families from all walks of life so to get these major hip-hop acts on there and for them to make this super performance this legendary performance it took a lot for them to get on that stage and to have that victory yeah and you know when you when you think about the attitudes that some people have about hip-hop you know mostly because they're so largely uninformed about what hip-hop is where it comes from uh what goes into the production the lyricism and all that when you think about that stuff and you see the overwhelmingly positive reaction it's just a great feeling because it shows you that you know slowly but surely people are starting to come around they're starting to view and accept hip-hop as actual music you know yeah we still have ways to go of course but this is at least hope that we're heading in the right direction seeing the reaction as i said nothing's ever clear-cut so it's not going to be across the board for people that respect rap music but they're just not personally into it that's always one thing however the people that have disregarded it up until this point just purely based off of, as you said, ignorance and not giving it a chance and just writing it off as talentless music and only real musicians play instruments and that kind of dialogue and that kind of nature. This was a huge victory and definitely a step in the right direction. And there is one thing that I'm definitely excited for, and, you know, I hope I get my wish one day. Uh, now that we have seen what the West Coast brought to the stage in terms of the Time Super for Bowl. East Coast, baby! Yeah, and you know <laughs> the stakes are going to be very high. I mean, come on. It's been widely debated that New York is the birthplace of hip-hop, so you know that there's definitely going to be a huge list of people to take part in that. I mean, come on. You've got the we Wu-Tang Clan. We all know west coast east coast the rivalry for years it's been going on since you and i have even been born <laughs> yeah and yeah i mean as east coast people rep in new york we would love to see an east coast show that would be incredible preferably with the giants in there <laughs> of course of course of course i know i know Had to throw that in there of course of course you read my mind but if that does happen hopefully when the Giants do make it. <laughs> and it's time to pick the roster of hip-hop Giants for that halftime show. My God, that's going to be such a hard decision. But I will say, you can't do it without the Wu-Tang Clan, or at least some of their members. Come on. I mean, I feel like that's just synonymous. And Nas. Him too. Definitely. I mean, you got to have at least those two in there. I mean... That would make an amazing halftime show. Just saying. We're putting it out there. We're putting it out in the universe. Now that this halftime show took place and got an overwhelmingly positive response from people, I think it really opens the door and paves the way for much more opportunities for hip-hop artists to be a part of the Super Bowl and have a chance to perform, not just as an addition to whoever's performing but for hip-hop to take the main stage and also let's hope that this opens the door to further crossover just with genres in general i mean you know we kind of got that a little bit when 
you know, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, and Coldplay all took the stage together. And you got that a little bit when Travis Scott took the stage with Maroon 5 for the 2019 halftime show. So, yeah, there has always been crossovers here and there. But, yeah, the experimentation, just worlds colliding, we need a lot more of that. And I think with our generation, Eric, and the generation below us, Gen Z, we are definitely pushing for more just unity as a whole. Yeah, because that's definitely one thing I've noticed without with those two generations. There's a lot more uh, a lot more solidarity between the genres. You know, they're willing to cross over more. They're willing to see the different genres are more willing to see each other as equals nowadays compared to previous generations. So if if that could happen for future Super Bowls, that would be phenomenal. There's less connotation with listeners as well. I think back in the day, you used to be grouped in by what you listen to and you kind of wore that on your sleeve like oh I only listen to rap or I only listen to rock or I'm a diehard metal fan or so on and so forth and I think that times are changing and people are a lot more willing to branch out and they don't want to be boxed in just by one genre and they want to experiment and explore and I just think that people think so much differently than they did back in the day in terms of music and the stereotypes that come along with I'm a metalhead or I'm a diehard hip-hop fan or you know now you have people that can listen to metal listen to hip-hop and shuffle through their library and you just don't know what you're gonna get and I love that I love that people are a lot more willing to explore and not close themselves off to just one specific genre of music and listen that's all we're trying to promote with this podcast that's our mission statement to just try to impress upon you guys who are listening to us that there's no shame in loving more than one genre there's no shame in wearing multiple hats as a listener you know uh, good music is good music and you should give yourselves the luxury and the right to step outside of your comfort zones and listen to other things that you're maybe curious about or that maybe you've always wanted to listen to, but never really given yourself the opportunity to. No, that's really all we want you to do, because that's what we do ourselves. Of course, yeah. We definitely don't preach anything that we don't promote and do ourselves. So I would never get on here and promote anything without subscribing to that myself and doing that in my own uh, personal life on the daily. So if we're coming on here and we're telling you check this out, listen to this, give this a chance, be open-minded. For example, I'm a big supporter of going to shows that you buy tickets for and instead of just waiting for the main act to come on, you give the openers equal attention that you would the main act and just giving that s- them an ear, you know, and even that just goes a long way, even if you don't end up listening to them later on, even if they're not your style or not your thing personally, just the fact that you gave them the time of day goes a long way, believe it or not. So definitely a supporter of that. And yeah, anything that people want me to check out, I'm constantly checking out new music, both professionally and personally, whether that be friends, family, um, just sending me stuff and, and telling me to check it out. Or that's professionally on here with 
all the emails and uh, DMs, so on and so forth that I get of people telling me to check out their music to hopefully get a spot on the show and get a spot on the site. Wherever it may be, the point is that I'm more than willing to check out new music and listen to new music and just have an open mind and an open ear to everything because you just never know what you can find and it's just funny to me because that's how anybody that can take a main stage like this circling back around to the Super Bowl halftime show that's how anybody can get that far in their career everybody has to start somewhere so back in the day in the early 90s in the early 2000s you have these artists that at one time or another, they were passing out their mixtapes. They were trying to get people to pay attention. They were trying to get that exposure. And now look. So you never know when you might come across the next Eminem, the next Dre, the next Mary J. Blige, so on and so forth. So everybody wants to give them the love and respect after they've made it. To me, I think that you should take the time to appreciate the journey. And that's why I love giving everybody a chance and giving everybody equal opportunity. I really firmly believe in that because you just never know what you might come across and what you might fall in love with. And just to kind of tie these two concepts together nicely, you know, it's in a music lover's nature to want to explore. You know, if you think about it, a lot of the hip hop giants out there they created what they did precisely by exploring, you know, some of the best producers of in hip hop of all time. That's what they would do. They would go to record stores. They would take deep dives into the crates and they would just see whatever suited their fancy. They would explore different sounds. And from those sounds, they created everything you hear now. Exactly. So, That's where you get all these samples from is exactly. by digging through crates and experimenting with those samples. In fact, most of what you hear in music today has already been done and it's just a recreation of what has already come out and samples of that and reimaginations of that. So that's also a very important takeaway. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, because think about it. If it wasn't for that keen ear that, that they had... And that natural curiosity to just explore different sounds, different artists in order to create something new, you wouldn't hip hop wouldn't be what it what it is now. And why is it the way it is? Because of that tendency to be curious. And that's all we want you to do. Just be curious. And speaking to that point, I just want to give one more shout out to Dr. Dre being one of the founders and one of the most legendary producers and rappers of all time. And it's really cool how they put this halftime show together. And it's even cooler that he founded everybody that was up there on that stage. Seriously, shout out to him. Shout out to all of his accomplishments. May he reach many more milestones aside from everything he's ever done. One more thing, Eric, before we go. Where do you think this show falls in your ranking of halftime shows? Putting me in the hot seat again, huh? <laughs> always, always. Oh, wow. Wow. That's tough. That's tough because, you know, I, I love so many others. You know, I love the Michael Jackson halftime show, the Prince, you know, Prince, of course. I'll never forget seeing that. Uh, I might be in the minority, but I personally really love the Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers halftime show. 
the Beyonce, Coldplay, and Bruno Mars one was awesome as well. Shakira and J-Lo, which Shakira we covered on here. Shakira and J-Lo, oh my god. I loved, the, I loved when the Rolling Stones played, when the Who played. You had The Weeknd last year. And two, oh my god, that's... Where do you think this falls? If I had to make like... A, is a, this in the top tier? Is this oh yeah, midway? Definitely. Is this, this is like, definitely... Like okay. if, if I had a top three or five, this makes it. Sure. This is definitely in my top tier of Super Bowl halftime performances, for sure. But you know that that creating that would be agony, as everything <laughs> else is, you know. Because again, choices would have to be made, and but again, if you're, if I'm being honest, this definitely ranks up there. Same here. I mean, like I said, this performance is going to go down in history. Mark my words. Oh yeah, I I believe you. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that just want to give another shout out to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, 50 Cent, and Anderson Pack for a legendary halftime show performance, one that is going to go down in history. And shout out to Compton. Seriously, shout out to Compton and long live hip hop. And with that, you guys, what a way to close it, Eric. We are going to swing it on over to you. We want to know how you felt about this year's Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. How did you feel about the performance? Did you love it? Did you hate it? We want to know it all, you guys. We want to know how you felt about their song choices. We want to know how this ranks ultimately in your list of halftime show performances. That's a very crucial question. Can't wait to find out and to hear from you guys. So with that, make sure you head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know over there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And we'll see you in the next one.